Hello and welcome to Princess in the Podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Sawyers, and I'm ready to talk Disney movies past and present. Once upon a time, Hannah and Kristen sat down to talk about Incredibles 2. Welcome back. Hi. Thanks for having me again. I love that the last time I had you on was for Incredibles, and now I have you for Incredibles 2. So since my audience has heard from you before, I thought for your fun question – because you are a Disneyland person and I am a Disney World person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there is really not any hardly incredible situation at Disney World, but there is at Disneyland. How right. many times have you ridden the Incredicoaster? Well, that depends on if you count the times as before. the Incredicoaster. Okay. Because Real realistically, it's the same roller coaster as before, <laughs> just rethemed. <laughs> so, uh, I I don't know. I haven't ridden it as much as the Incredicoaster because it was rethemed while we were living in Texas. So, once a year since we moved, probably. Gotcha. Gotcha. So maybe ten times, if even. I mean, uh, that's ten more times than I have. That is true. It is fun. I It's not – well, so, it, yeah, it's just really fun. I knew it beforehand as the uh, California Screamin' roller coaster, and it's a very well-done roller coaster. It's – I really enjoy the retheme because I love, love, love these movies. So it just incorporates two things that I really liked. And you get to see the characters there. They're always roaming around that area. And Jack-Jack, Cookie Num-Nums. A uh, little cart, so you can buy those giant chocolate chip cookies that Jack Jack gets during the movie, and they're so good. They're I'm so assuming good. Assuming that they're pretty similar. I know there are snacks that are different in Disneyland versus Disney World, but from what I've heard, they're pretty similar. They're like a deep dish cookie. Yeah, they're yeah. So good. Oh my gosh! It's like you buy it and you're like, like I love this how meal, is, but yeah, like I can't eat this all and. Uh-huh. For whatever reason, I don't know if Ryan had gotten another snack or something, but like I had to throw half of it away, which was very sad. That is very sad. Uh, We are going to go ride that again this year because this is our 10-year wedding anniversary and we had our honeymoon at Disneyland because we're obsessed (laughs) and we have been for a very long time. And um. Yeah, we we stayed for our honeymoon at the Grand Californian. Oh, that's so fun. Concierge level. Uh, It was a gift from my in-laws, and it was, like, the most amazing experience. Like, it's attached to California Adventure. Right. So you get to go in early, and you go into the Grizzly Peak area, and it's just – it's an experience you should definitely do at some point. It's very expensive, though. Like I was like, Greg, where do you want to stay? My husband, where 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 should we stay? Like we could just stay, you know, because we've stayed at some of the cheapy hotels like that are across the street from the entrance to Disneyland. And he's like, um, we can't stay anywhere else. Like, oh, all right, well, that's fine. (laughs) I'm not gonna argue. (laughs) So yeah. So why don't you tell us why you picked this movie and what it is? Well, gosh, why didn't I pick this movie? I I mean. The fact that we did it together the first time and I had no idea how to podcast <laughs> and I had like, I didn't even have a microphone and now I have two. Uh, 
Yeah, I just, I loved this movie. I remember seeing it as a kid because when did it come out? When did the first movie come out? Oh, I was little. Uh, yeah, it came out, I think I was in high school. And I watched it with my family. And I have a younger brother, seven years younger, and obviously my parents. And like, we just, it, it, it fit the family dynamic that I had watching the first movie. The second movie came out. And I remember watching it with my husband and I have a son now. And this came out what, like? 2018. So, yeah. The so first movie came out in 2004. Look at that. So, yeah, 2004. Oh, I was in college. I was in college, but um, <laughs> Anna, what I was in know? fifth grade. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I was, uh, I graduated in 06. So whatever that is, sophomore, junior. Yeah, this I just I watched it and I had a son who was about two at the time and he's almost six now and it just hit. I mean, I I wanted the sequel and it came out with such a huge difference that like all of the people that watched it for the first time grew up and started their own families and Mm -hmm. it just really I remember watching the whole thing going, yes, this, this is my life. This is life. It just hits (laughs) a movie about superheroes. I mean, but that's the thing. The movie about superheroes is all about this family and family life and adapting your life as you grow. And it just, I don't know, the whole, all the, I mean, we'll get to it, but all of, all of the dad, all of Bob, like raising his kids, like I just died laughing the entire time because it made me think of my husband and my son and it made me think of my dad. And yeah, I, I, I really loved the whole family aspect and like growing up with the movie characters sort of, even though it picks up at the same spot that it left off. I really love the girl power aspect of it too. Uh, I wanted to see more of Jack Jack. I mean, I know we got, we got the Incredibles and then we got his little short where we got to see more of his powers. Right. In the first one we saw like where he was with Kari and then, um, syndrome came and picked him up and stuff so yeah it was you know i i just waited for this movie for so long like why do we keep getting more toy stories when we could have an incredibles 2 yeah <laughs> so yeah, yeah but i love it I love so why don't you so give us an overview of the story okay so i had written a ton of notes we talked about this a little bit beforehand and i don't want to recap the movie like I did the first time. I just love that this movie picks up exactly where it left off. And this movie, it picks up where they left off, but the dynamic of everyone really starts to change because the kids had an introduction to using their powers. And so they're comfortable now. And I just, the movie starts off with everyone working alone, right? They're all like, oh, I got this. No, I got this. Oh, you watch, you watch Jack-Jack because none of them know that Jack-Jack has powers. So we see them working separately together and they all fail to beat the Underminer. And, you know, it's while everything had changed for the family, nothing changed in society. And so, you know, watching the world, oh, this whole movie, I, I was talking about with my husband, like, how do I talk about this movie without talking about the whole movie? I love that this movie is like an like a it's almost like an allegory for all of the political problems that are going on in the world and it's also a metaphor for like our our 
reliability or our reliance on technology and like the government and uh i like I've, I've thought about this so much i don't even know what to say anymore <laughs> so it it begins with the world not wanting superheroes still and i love that we get this rich guy who wants to come in and say like oh let's change the perspective of the world like it your perspective changed, but the world's perspective hasn't changed. So they are changing, trying to change the perspective of the world and change the perspective of um, superheroes to the world by giving an end to their, like, war- to them while they're saving the world. So they are putting cameras on the suits and we get, instead of Bob saving the world or Mr. Incredible, we get Elastigirl or Helen. And so it it's almost like these movies mirror each other, but backwards, like there's a reverse to it. Um, and the bad guy is not who we think it is in the beginning. Like, it's not like Incredibles one where Bob goes like Bob's unhappy with his life. And so he goes and like hides, you know, secret hero work, even though it's, he doesn't know that that's actually the bad guy from the beginning. Like this is, similar because we don't know that the bad guy is right within the midst and working and it's actually a bad girl like the superhero like the girl power bit of this movie is also like hey girls can be the bad guys too girls can wield the power good or bad and there's just so many parallels with the first movie that they both start like, okay, we're a family, we're in this together. Actually, I guess the first movie starts as them separate, come together, and then go back apart. But this one is like, okay, we're a family, but we are working together separately. And then they come together as a family to support mom as her adventure goes off to, like, make superheroes come back. And I I mean, I love, I love that mom gets her girl power moment. She gets her moment in the spotlight and she's not hiding it from the family. She's like, okay, this is what's happening. I'm trying to save the world. And the parallel to the first movie is that Bob is still the one hiding stuff. He doesn't, I mean, I wrote in here like Bob stays home with the kids and hilarity ensues. (laughs) Nothing goes wrong. And he makes some comment that's like, oh, it's so easy. And she's like, "Ah, you're cute. (laughs) And I mean, that I related to on another level because, like, I have a husband and a son, and I just laugh sometimes. Like, I I remember one time coming home from work, and we would have daycare only a couple days a week, and and so he'd stay home with my husband. And I came home one time, and I opened the door, and Owen greets me at the door holding a pizza cutter. Mm -hmm. Pointing it at me. It's probably fine. And I'm like... Like, panic face. Like, what is happening? Hi, why? Why is he holding a pizza cutter? Oh, it's okay. It's it's fine. He just, he can reach in the drawers now. And I'm like, okay, but you're the adult. (laughs) This is not safe. So (laughs) it's just, you know, the dad's like not knowing. Like, they're awesome and supportive and like love their kids. They just have no idea what it actually take sometimes to stay home with your kid and like deal with all the things oh my gosh so yeah I I just thought it was so funny like the realizations as I watched this movie because I told Hannah I don't really need to watch this movie I could probably quote the entire movie from start to finish like 
without watching it, <laughs> which is um, a problem for anyone around me. Like I was, I was not even watching it. I was listening to it while I was cleaning and like doing other things. And I'm just saying movie quotes out loud. My husband's like, what? I'm like, it's, don't worry about it. <laughs> just quoting the movie as I'm watching it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, th- when the movie diverges, right? The movie diverges when Helen and all the superheroes. So it's, it's um, Elastigirl, Mr. Incredible and Frozone get invited after that big calamity in the beginning to go with the Dever family and uh what's winston and evelyn and they're like hey we want to change the face of superheroes um and we want to use helen and bob's like devastated it's like uh but i'm i'm the big strong superhero so like go girl moment right uh when she accepts and like gets her new suit which edna we know is going to be pissed about her new super suit and then her new bike like she goes off and this is where the movie diverges in two directions kind of like the first movie but in reverse like now bob stays home instead of helen even though like you know helen's doing the super work superhero work like bob was in the first movie um the only difference is that instead of bob coming home between assignments like helen just calls right or i only think she calls like once now that i'm thinking about it and it's in the middle of like stuff yeah stuff's hitting the fan but bob's like oh no it's fine Everything's fine. Like, it's like he he doesn't know. How do I relate this to like, it, I mean, it's like any relationship where you're uncertain of, of your partner and how they feel about your like work. Like, you don't, you don't, it, he's so insecure about himself having any faults. And it's the same as the first movie. Like, Bob does very little growing until the end of this movie where he finally realizes like, oh. Like, I can share my problems with my family and my family's got me. But the whole family has to grow to that because from the beginning, they're all like separate together. And in the end, they're together together. Like, and I know I'm jumping around a lot, but one of my favorite things was in the beginning of the movie, everyone passes Jack-Jack around like he's the spare tire. And then at the end, Violet says like, no, dad, you go. I'll stay here with Jack-Jack. And then um, Dash is going to help you like on the boat. So anyway, I just the movie takes a, a a turn in both directions and we see Helen's superhero journey of like it's typical superhero journey, right? She's oh, I've I don't know what to do. I'm going to figure out. I'm just going to wait around for the bad guys and then we have this bad guy come about screen slaver and she's working to try to figure out who that is and capture screen slaver and all the while she and the other female like strong powerful female who's this you know, she's what and half in charge of the Dever Dev, dev Tech uh, with her brother. Like, it, I really liked watching them have the moment of like, or lots of moments of connecting with each other, because you feel the whole movie that okay, we have two strong females and they're actually providing support to each other, which we don't see a lot in the world. And this is like a metaphor for life, right? This whole movie is a metaphor for how females are uh females are not like supported or in in male oriented like environments and you're so excited i was so excited for these two women to be supporting each other and then you know we see little bits of like ooh, um 
Evelyn's saying like, oh, if you did this by yourself, it'd be, it would have been so much better. Or, oh, if you, she kind of like digs in a little bit. Like you can tell she's not exactly who she, she says she is. And obviously she turns out at the end to be screen slaver. So bummer. <laughs> the first, you know, female supporting female, like superhero role is, is sort of a letdown, but that's okay. Uh, I just, I liked her superhero journey, uh, Helen's superhero journey of trying to figure out the bad guy. And then instead of when they found Screenslaver, instead of giving up, Helen thinks it through logically. And I, I felt that again on a personal level, because <laughs> I feel like I'm a logical thinker when it comes to life. And I don't let things go until I'm fully you know i fully thought it through or even if it's like done i'm like eh, is that, that that could be different or that could be better so i related a lot to helen in this movie uh taking especially from like okay i've got to leave my family and go work you know what i mean like not that i didn't do that beforehand but it just yeah the the whole part with bob i keep saying this over and over again like i died laughing just died laugh like the whole thing because I'm a teacher like the math part <laughs> Hannah put in here one of her favorite quotes and I laugh so hard why are they change math math is math <laughs> and this has been like the struggle right like with yeah. parents like I don't know how to do that math why are they change math <laughs> and it's like math hasn't changed math is math like math we're just math. teaching other ways to do it mm-hmm we're trying to teach the foundational understanding instead of rote memorization. Cheers. <laughs> also, side note, I was like, I have to make a coffee. We're doing a podcast. Wrong podcast. <laughs> but I made a coffee anyway. It's delicious. <laughs> Coffee's important. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yep. I just remember the first time watching this movie and every time watching this movie, watching Bob, like, struggle hilariously mm -hmm. because nothing goes right. I mean, like he messed up his daughter's dating like attempt and he tries to help Jack, Jack or uh, he tries to help Dash with his homework and he does. But like, as we all know, you learn one thing and then you got to learn something else and it continues on. And, and then figuring out that Jack Jack has all these powers and he gets no sleep. And the fact that they hit the the mom struggle so hard but in a dad's perspective like if you i feel like if this movie were reversed and the first one didn't happen and you saw the mom be going through this like nobody would have blinked because it's so normal and you know you you think back to the other movie where helen was just used to dealing with all this stuff with flair and she didn't she wasn't as affected. Just, I don't know. You have to really think through it other than it's really funny that he can't handle his own family or the fact that he says something like, oh, yeah, I'll watch the kids. It's no problem. You're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> it's it's a little bit stereotypical for, like, men who can't handle their family, but it really does. This movie puts the spotlight on how hard women work especially if they stay home or even if they have a job, like how much they actually do that's not seen or recognized. So the whole movie was, was great. 
in showing everyone's growth as a family because, you know, in the first movie, Bob's doing something for himself, like doing secret hero work was better for his family because he felt more like himself and then he could go, you know, be there for his family mentally and physically. Whereas this movie, he's there physically, he's not getting any sleep, but he's, it's like he's seeing what his wife went through and she didn't complain. So maybe that's why he didn't tell her because like the whole time he's like, oh, I, I can't, I can't tell her because like she's doing important work, but he's almost doing it selfishly because he's like, she has to get this taken care of so that I can do superhero work. Right. Oh man. I really wanted to find like a good reason that he wasn't telling her, but he's, it's pretty selfish. Right. I think to an extent, yes. But I think also on another side, like he does recognize how long she's been doing this. And at one point she even like says, you know, I can go back to work. You worked at Insura Care for like Mm -hmm. however long. It's it's my turn to kind of pull the weight Mm -hmm. and go to work at a job I hate. And so I think maybe that also played into it as well is like he knew – she felt the burden like Mm -hmm. it was her turn to take care of business and she was doing a good job at it and she was happy and so i think he wanted her to have that as as much as i think he should have told her what was going on yeah so that they could share the burden yeah um what else there's just so much in this movie that's so great like i love that violet becomes her own I mean, she did in the last movie. She, her arc in the last movie was like, you know, she was down and hidden and she didn't like she came into her own in this movie. She kind of realizes how important, you know, family is and taking care of each other. And she becomes more confident, even though she like she has to like reintroduce herself to her. The guy she liked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought that was cute. And um dash is great i don't know dash dash is just there yeah he he doesn't really no go ahead ahead. i was gonna say like i feel like we have several storylines in this movie you have the storyline of jack jack you know getting his powers and bob trying to figure out how to deal with that going to get edna's help oh Edna, all that and then you have the storyline of um helen going through you know trying to save the day to prove Mm -hmm. that superheroes need to come back um, and then finding herself in the situation of, oh, wait, this is all planned to make sure that superheroes never come back. Mm -hmm. Um, And you have Violet's story like very subtly under there. Like she's upset because the boy stood her up. Well, why'd he stood her up? Because Dicker wiped his memory, (laughs) not only (laughs) of the moment of him discovering she was Daughter Incredible? I don't know. I don't know what to call her. Uh, but oh, yeah. She doesn't really have a name. She doesn't have a superhero name. Because uh, Dash is like yeah, kind of his superhero name too because he's fast. Yeah. But so she anyway, can be invisible. Say, I don't know. Dash doesn't Sorry. really have anything going on other than Mm-mm. he just really needs help with school. Yep. He does a good job at the end. Like he Dash is very good at looking at the details. Like he knew, I mean, Violet is too, but I just, I love that they both kind of were like, 
oh, what's going on with the family? We need help. Like, let's put our super suits on, like, just in case. And then Dash mm-hmm. goes and gets his dad's car remote. He like, that's, a car. Yeah. Uh, and he, his thinking really saved the family. Yeah, he's not, I mean, he's more than a side character. He's funny. Maybe we could have a third movie. I know that's something we're going to talk about later, but uh, yeah, he, I mean, he's an important character because he helps the movie go along and he is the trickster of the family. Like, yeah, he just doesn't have his own story in this movie, which he really does. Really, like, it would, it would, I mean, this movie's long as it is. Oh my God. Oh, so long. (laughs) So, So, like, to throw in a story just for Dash would have overcomplicated yeah. the storyline and all that. Yeah, but you had to have Violet's story. Right, exactly. I think that leads us right into characters. So we've got Mr. Incredible, Elastigirl, Violet, Dash, Jack-Jack, Frozone, Winston, and Evelyn. <laughs> Ziz is a very tight cast. And Edna, I don't know why I didn't put Edna on there. I'm kind of offended for myself. I know. <laughs> and therefore, I just gave away who your favorite is because it's written on our notes here. That's true. That is true. Uh, Yes, Edna is my favorite character, and I just love how unapologetically herself that she is. Like, she is her. This is how I am. Like it or not, I will tell you exactly how I feel, and I will not feel bad about it. And she doesn't say things to be malicious. Like, she just is like, Mm -hmm. no, that's not how I act, or that's not what I do, or, you know, her, her... not sass, but just her attitude is so great. And I love her bonding moments with Jack-Jack. And I know, is that at the end of the movie? There's like a short that shows what they went through. Oh. I think it's a short after the movie. You've seen, have you seen the short? You haven't seen the Edna short with Jack-Jack? No, I've seen the short of, like, I, I think there's a short where he fights the raccoon again. No. But I could be wrong. No, there's a whole short of, you know, uh, when Bob, she pushes Bob out the door and she's holding Jack-Jack when he goes and drops her off, uh, Mm -hmm. Jack-Jack off because he can't, he needs to go sleep. (laughs) There's a whole short that like, see, that is like a behind the scenes of why they're so connected and he like it's great you get to see all of jack jack's powers he gets big he gets small he duplicates he goes invisible or he laser eyes like it's you have to look that up please please go look that up it'll make you love her even more uh i mean i also love that that character is played by the um director who is a man (laughs) bird yes and i think that is so much fun uh i i love jack jack as well and I love that we got to see more of him and all his crazy powers. Yeah, Elastigirl's great. I got like the female characters in this movie, even even Evelyn, because she's such a fully fleshed out villain. Yeah. Like the best villains are the ones that you can relate to. Yeah. That have something relatable, like Loki. You're yeah. like, okay, I kind of like you, but you're also evil, but I like you. <laughs> I think I chose Elastigirl last time and I'm sticking with it. Like hmm. she's she's a kind of she's unapologetically her, even though she doesn't have the sass that Edna does. She kind of just you know, she recognizes like I've gotta do what I've gotta do for my family and this is what I have to do in this moment. And I really love that. Mm-hmm. 
a bunch of great characters. I mean, I love I love that they pulled in all the other superheroes in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like I know that they teased other superheroes in the last movie, but this one it was really nice to see different kinds of superheroes from different backgrounds and countries and all that stuff. And and that they superheroes won the day again just by the opportunity to be themselves again. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I I loved the ending scene, even though it doesn't really make sense that they're having this announcement at City Hall when, like, apparently it's like a United Nations situation. So I didn't yeah. understand that part, but it's fine. Mm-mm. It's a it's a movie. It's not real life. So I <laughs> need to just get over myself. Um, but let's talk about quotes. Um, this, to me, is one of the more quotable movies in terms of, like, I think it's part of what you said. Like it, it is an application to our real life, and so these quotes relate more to us. You have some favorites. I do. Do you want to share yours first? Okay, I can share yeah, mine. Go for first. it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So right at the beginning of the movie, um, they've caused mayhem and havoc with uh, the underminer, and they've left the police station. And Rick Dicker tells um, Bob and Helen, I'm pretty sure it's there too, that they're shutting down the superhero protection program. Um, And he says, like, the politicians were looking for any reason they could to shut you down. And then the quote is, politicians don't understand people who do good things. That makes them nervous. Mm -hmm. And that, I mean, this whole movie is, like I was talking about earlier, like a metaphor for government control and i mean they use like superheroes and um screens as like like there was this whole i wrote this whole thing about uh what screen slaver had said which was like a superheroes are part of your brainless desire to replace true experience with stimulate stimulation and it's all about like you, you don't want you don't talk you watch talk shows you don't play games you watch game shows like mm-hmm. it's just so interesting the way that they portray our reliance on technology and like how we feel safe and how we shouldn't feel safe. I don't know. I th- the whole movie really was just, I felt like it was really taking a look at government and reliance upon like technology anyway. Which is very interesting for a media mm. company. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One of the largest media companies in the world. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's not important. Uh, my other favorite quote is, done properly, parenting is a heroic act. Done properly. I'm fortunate that it has never afflicted me. Edna Mode. <laughs> I love her And I feel so like that much. quote is my life. Mm-hmm. Like when students ask me if why I don't have kids, I'm going to start quoting that. I'm just going to yeah. like put it on the board. I'm I'm fortunate that's never afflicted me. (laughs) Uh, They're always like, why don't you want to be a parent? And I'm like, because I deal with you all day. Like, I'm I'm perfectly happy. That's not everybody's end game. Yeah. Because parenting (laughs) is freaking hard. Yeah. And And it's a lot. Even though I tell kids too. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) What about you? Uh, well, okay, so one of the funniest and most true 
quotes was when they, in the beginning of the movie, the Mr. and Mrs. Incredible were arguing in front of their kids. They were having a discussion about breaking the law. And I mean, it's true even now, like being a teacher, we talk and talk about government and talk about, you know, it's U.S. history is fifth grade. So the quote is, the law should be fair. What are we teaching our kids? And this, it's like a dual quote, but I typed it really fast and I even put on like the closed captioning so I could get the whole thing. But it's a back and forth between Mr. and Mrs. Incredible about like, so the law should be fair. What are we teaching our kids? To respect the law, even when the law is disrespectful. If the laws are unjust, there are laws to change them. Otherwise, there is chaos, which is what we have. And so it's a back and forth between them. And it's, I mean, it's true for the movie because they're like, well, we should help people. But they are. it is illegal for them to help people. So I, I mean, you could think as deeply about that as you want, but I just really loved their whole back and forth on that. I don't know. Uh, well, and what's funny, too, is then, like, Violet points out the hypocrisy in, like, yes. what she's been taught her whole life. Mm-hmm. When she's talking to her dad and she's like, so mom's going to break the law. And he's like, well, she's a superhero advocate now. And she's like, so she's going to go break the law to try and get them to change the law. Mm-hmm. And she's like, this doesn't make sense. Yeah. I loved it. I mean, it, there was a lot of a lot of that, like, say one thing, do another kind of thing in this movie. Uh, what else? I mean, again, so many, so many quotes because it's so quotable. But one that I laughed out loud f- today was uh the ambassador i think madam ambassador does she, i don't even think she has a name but they're meeting in the tv station and and she goes you are elastigirl that is why i am now shaking your hand <laughs> okay <laughs> i don't know i don't I, I don't know why that movie or that quote is just so ridiculous that i thought it was funny uh the other ones were from dash when Violet like storms off after being mad at uh, Bob for having Tony's memory wiped, <laughs> he goes, "Is she having adolescence?" <laughs> <laughs> or, or she storms off in the restaurant after like she's at Tony's family's restaurant and Tony is like serving them and she snorted water out of her nose and she's super yeah. mad at her family and she's like she like goes she's like excuse me or she leaves the table and. And the somebody says, like, where is she going? And Dash says something like, I think she's finding a new place to be mad. <laughs> just he, it's his little kid, like, observations. It's like he, he picks up what the adults in his life are saying, but he doesn't quite fully understand it. It's just, yeah. ah, the whole movie's so quotable. It's great. That is what Dash is good for, some really good quotes. <laughs> Thanks, Dash. So let's talk about sequels. Do we want an Incredibles 3? Mm, yes. I, I would have like a different opinion than you. Oh, I figured you would. That's all right. I I want to see I want to see the kids and the new superheroes. Like I want to see Jack Jack as an older kid or even, you know, teenager, adult, whatever. I want to see what he does with his powers. But I want it to be like he moves out of that area and we're, we're somewhere new. Like, mm-hmm. Or I want to see a bigger world. Of, than just, yes. Right. Not just narrowed down into their city. Uh, <clears throat> I just, I, you know, and I love Edna. 
I could use more of Edna. Like I'd be all for a spinoff movie. Mm. I've got a spinoff TV show that's like just Edna and her. It's like a combination of her making new superhero outfits because now everybody knows that she makes them for The Incredibles, right? I think that's a fantastic idea. Yeah. So it would be a combination of her making outfits for new superheroes and babysitting Jack Jack. Because my one of my favorite parts of this whole movie was when Bob comes back to pick up Jack Jack and Jack Jack's like walking like Edna with his <laughs> lollipop. And then <laughs> she uses him to open the door and stuff. That's my favorite part of the movie when, when she holds up Jack Jack to like do the eye thing and the hand and he goes like bop, bop, bop and it opens for him. Like it just, it's, it's great. Yeah. I, I would be on board for that. Mm-hmm. I feel like you know, walking out of the first Incredibles movie, it left us wanting more mm-hmm. in terms of, like, we could tell that these characters weren't finished yet. Right. And we wanted to know what happened with the Underminer, which I didn't love that that storyline, like, was just kind of like, okay, he got away. Like, yeah. that's it. That, but, that, was, that was depressing. But I feel like at the end of this movie, they've all grown so much. I want to remember them in this moment. Mm. I don't I don't want to first off, I don't want to wait another 14 years for a <laughs> stupid movie. Correct. So I I feel like like I said, the story has wrapped itself up. The family is where they need to be, everyone's where they need to be. So I would be cool with a spin-off about Edna and even babysitting Jack Jack sometimes. That's fine with me. Um I just don't want – I don't want to lose where the characters are right now. Uh, I understand that, yes. I think – yeah. When, talking it out with you, I don't know that I would want another movie per se. I just want to see these characters sporadically as they're growing. More importantly, Jack-Jack and Dash coming into their own mm-hmm. stuff. Like Violet – I feel like her story is pretty pretty done and same with her parents but yeah if we could see Edna and then them coming in every every now and again I think that would be a really fun movie Disney you could take my idea <laughs> it's fine <laughs> so uh favorite moments mine is the supers mixer and like getting to see all these superheroes that have been in hiding and them just kind of telling Helen their story and who they are and how they've had to be hidden for so long. And so that's, I think that's kind of my favorite. I obviously love the moment that you talked about earlier where Violet's holding Jack-Jack and she's like, I'm going to stay behind because he's going to be safer if I do a, what is what is her power called? Force field. If I do a force field around me and Jack-Jack, he's going to be safer. And so I just, I love that moment as well. Mm-hmm. Uh I almost wrote this down, but in, during the mixer when she's talking with all the other superheroes, she's like, what's your name? Brick. Where are you from? <laughs> Wisconsin. <laughs> Just that and like the the little quips that the, uh, what was his name? In, it's not indigestion. Reflux. Yes, reflux. It's like superpower indigestion. You decide. It's like such an old guy joke. <laughs> So, so great listening to them quip about themselves. It was almost like you could see that actually happening in like a super awkward, like, let's all be forced to be in the same room because we're superheroes. Like, yeah, 
that's the only thing we have in common. Well, uh, and the focus was on Helen. So, like, they weren't really talking to each other. They were all just kind of watching her move in the room. Uh-huh. And waiting to talk to her. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, favorite moment? Yeah, really the the Edna Jack-Jack moment that I already talked about was one of my favorites. Uh, and then the end on the boat when the kids go save their parents. Yeah. That was great. And then they all finally figured out like, oh, if we work together and and talk it through and like think as a family, it, it makes everything work uh, better. Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> Darling. So final <laughs> thoughts, anything I mean, I feel like we've talked about a lot of this movie. Yeah. Are there any other thoughts you have? I don't think so. Uh, I, I love I love movies that are that stick with you. This movie sticks with me. I mean, I have watched it a million times, but um, yeah, I just it, it's a it's a heartwarming movie. And again, I love that it tra- it it traveled with me as I grew up and I feel like there's a lot of people that that had happened to that you watched it when you were younger not necessarily a kid because I was not a kid I was 20 (laughs) years old (laughs) but it really stood the test of time even watching Mm -hmm. both movies now it they just they stick they stuck with me so thanks for watching this movie again with me it was really fun talking about it thank you for being on I'm excited to have you back in our or in our rotation now. Thank you so much. Love it. I'm so glad you joined us for this week's Princess in the Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Princess in the Podcast and on Twitter at Princess in Pod. This is our website, princessinthepodcast.com. I hope you live happily ever after. <laughs>